You are listening to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment with your host, John Tolley. everyone and welcome back to war of the stars a star wars podcast coming to you as always from deep within the outer rim far beyond the watchful eyes of the galactic empire my name is john mark tolly and making his official 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 war of the stars debut my new co-host ladies and gentlemen you know him as the chronicler ladies and gentlemen Please welcome Ray. How are you doing today, man? Uh, so before we get any any uh, further, uh, probably should do a little house cleaning here, um, just to clear up any confusion as to what happened to Chris. Hey, where's Chris? Um, first of all, Chris was not fired. Chris did not quit or step down. A um, little behind the scenes thing is. Chris does most of the heavy lifting here at Realm of the Mist. Um, he's been doing most of the recording, uh, guest host on pretty much all of the shows. Um, and is pretty much doing all the behind-the-scenes stuff. So, And because of the scheduling conflict with when Realm normally records, we're recording a little bit earlier today, um, he's not able to do it so to kind of lift the load uh on him we've um ray here has um picked up a little bit of the slack and is going to be recording and eventually i'm going to be doing some recording too um but you know we're just trying to lift the load but war the stars is still proud to be a member of realm of the mist and will be uh for the foreseeable future, I don't see any indication of us ever leaving Realm of the Mist. We're very happy here. Um, remember to catch all of the shows in Realm of the Mist on Anchor.fm. Um, we're back on Apple Podcasts. Pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find all of our shows. But um, because of some of the scheduling conflicts... We this led to a great thing. We now have Ray. Um, so Ray, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, as uh, you stated earlier, um, I am the uh, dungeon master or storyteller, however you want to look at it, at uh, Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Um, I've been, you know, DMing um, for Dungeons and Dragons for the better part of. 16 years, 17 years, something like that. Um, actually, it may have even been longer than that. My math is a little bad. So that is one thing you may not know about me is my math, my math is terrible. Uh, but you know, number I'm, bad. Number bad. But I'm, I'm a big fan of Star Wars. Uh, I always have been, especially Star Wars theories that, that fans put out there. And, you know, when, when I found out um, that there was a show like this i i had to be part of it i just had to make the timing work and so you know i'm i'm very honored to be here and i hope that i can fill the very large shoes that were uh left behind by chris 
Uh, I'm, it should be fun. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to start off right away with a little bit of news. Not a ton of news, uh, surprisingly, considering we are right now in the middle of San Diego Comic-Con. Um, the big news, I think the most controversial thing that has come out is the release of the well, some of the first look at some of the new characters and design and the one that's caused the most controversy has been the Sith Trooper. Uh, I don't oh, know if yes. you have you seen it yet. Yes, I have. Um, what is your thought on the Sith Trooper? Oh, you know, of course, with with any any rumor or you know release like that, it's all subject to a little bit of speculation and everything. But yeah. um, you know, I what I'm immediately reminded of is um, the oh geez for for lack of any other term because i can't remember right off the top of my head would be like the imperial bodyguards mm, yes you know, yeah the, uh, the imperial or even uh in last jedi the praetorian guard right right yeah you know, yeah they same had that, that same ar- thing red armor and yeah you know i, uh, I kind of wonder if these are maybe a um like alluding to a special branch of you know more specifically trained stormtrooper yeah uh yeah it's going to be interesting you know where because we haven't heard much of the sith in the new trilogy right and and that that begs to question um because as we all know these movies are kind of um they take the direction of whatever the director sees, which, you know, that's fine. That That's absolutely yeah. fine. But things that some of us have come to know have changed, you know, yeah. and they've kind of introduced some Hollywooding, if you will. So mm-hmm. my question would be, when we're referring to Sith, are we referring to the original species known as the Sith? Or are we talking about Sith in the terms of, you know, the Emperor and, you know, that that's my question. I, I mean, obviously we won't know until Rise of Skywalker happen, comes out in December. Right. I tend to think of this more along the lines of maybe a, a, an amalgamation of both. Maybe not necessarily the Sith as a species, but I think you're going to start seeing more of the the Sith more along the lines of before the rule of two was introduced, where and where you'll have a closer to a Sith Empire, um, or at least be you know people trying them trying to start one and almost i see this as almost these like them look like the first order looking back with nostalgia and seeing this not really seeing the sith for what they are but what they perceive them to be as this golden age and so that's where i think the sith trooper will come in i don't think they're necessarily the Sith species or even force users, they're just using the Sith name. 
I see. And, yeah, just, yeah, and like, stick. So, yeah. so more, you think it's going to be more them using the concept of the Sith. Yeah. Gotcha. And I think that's maybe where the Emperor, because we've already know that uh, old Palps will be in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Right, right. Um, that's, a, that's a big thing going around right now, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, who's, you know, how is he going to manifest himself and... Um, but that leads to another, uh, kind of theory, which is, and I don't know how much of Rebels you watched. Um, I actually did not watch a lot of Rebels, admittedly, so. Okay. (laughs) Whatever knowledge Um, you have on that will be imparted upon me. The final season of Rebels, um, they introduced the, um, and I can't think what they called it. The world between worlds, um, which basically allowed for time travel. Oh. Um, um, it was a. It was really cool how they did it. It was like pathways with different doors, and different doors led to different time periods. So when Ezra walked in there, you could hear voices, and you could hear voices like Luke's. Uh, you could even hear Ahsoka's from the Clone Wars and Anakin. You could hear Ray talking. You could hear Jen. You could hear all these different voices talking, but each one, and you could pull someone out of their time and into uh, that current timeline. So there's been rumors that that could be a way for them to... Um, because J.J. has already said that this movie is going to tie all three periods together, the prequel period, the original trilogy period, and the sequel period, that this movie will tie it all together, that once this movie is over, everything will make sense. I think there's a lot of fans out here, out there that are really hoping for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Now the question is, is, will that be something, will that explanation be something that the fans like? (laughs) <laughs> I'm that's gonna, the I'm big gonna question it's, it's going to be a pretty even divide i agree i agree <laughs> yeah yeah there's going to be people going to be like what you talking about right what right. you talking about today or you know they'll start putting their own fan theories to it and whatnot and yeah. you know they they won't be able to leave well enough alone and you'll have fans out there rewriting endings and oh yes there'll be those who will demanding the the complete striking of every right. of all movies from canon and like that's going to happen ever. Exactly. Like Disney's going to go, wait, you mean Star Wars fan 1942, 1979 <laughs> doesn't like this? We need to rewrite the entire trilogy. Right now. Right, but, right now. You know, but the way Disney's doing things. Move the, stack I... of money, move the stack of money that Star Wars has already made out of my way. I have writing to do. Right. But, you know, with, with the way Disney's going and, you know, already announcing more trilogies and more spinoffs and this and that, yeah. you know, I could honestly, it wouldn't be that unfathomable to see them go, oh, yeah, we'll write you an alternate ending. You can watch the entire movie and then wait for this alternate ending, but you're going to pay us again to watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of not other movies and other properties, um they also announced officially greenlit a season two for the Mandalorian. Um, even before the first season has even hit, 
they've already greenlit season two. So they've looks like they've got uh, big hopes for The Mandalorian. Yeah, well, they had big hopes for uh, what was it Edge of the Empire in um, was it Disneyland? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, Gal- Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think you, that was almost to be expected. You're going to get that big rush, and then things are just kind of kind of peter down after a while, right? Uh, so, but I think with Mandalorian, I mean, when you have John Favreau behind it, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's I I definitely see that as you know, from what I've seen, it looks like it's going to be really really good. Yeah, from from the you know quote unquote leaks that the I've leaks. seen and all that, the pictures and all all the insider info, it it does seem like a really really good show, and I think I'm definitely gonna find some time to to watch that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and we haven't had any, from what I've been able to see, haven't had any real news on. The Ryan Johnson trilogy or the uh, Benioff and Weiss movies. Right. Um, so uh, we're still, you know, waiting for news from that, which I'm probably thinking they're going to wait until after, um, probably after December, after Last Jedi, I mean, not Last Jedi, after Rise of Skywalker is mm-hmm. out of theaters, they're probably going to wait until then before we start getting, um, in fact, I even go so far to say that we probably won't get anything concrete until uh, Celebration 2020 in Anaheim. Right. Well, yeah. I, part of the reason I think we're we're not hearing anything about that, and maybe they haven't made any solid decisions yet, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. At, all... You look at how things have gone with these these last, well, the last two, the third one coming, whatnot. Um, the the just how the fans have reacted. I think they're waiting yeah. to see if maybe enough is enough, and they shouldn't push the envelope any farther. Yeah, I mean, there is that that fear with any um, franchise movie like this, especially with them being coming out so hot, hard and heavy with so many movies so quick of oversaturation. I mean, you know, you look at the comic book movies and there's been talk about that for years about are they oversaturating the movies right. with with all these movies and, you know, and the Marvel movies weren't coming, haven't, been, you know, except with the exception of the last couple of years, haven't really been coming out as much as the Star Wars movies had, you know, yeah. you'd have like a couple of years before, you know, between, uh, for the most part between movies, I think these last two have been pretty, they've all been pretty close together. But, um, I mean, do you think that's a big, big, big issue is oversaturation with the Star Wars market? I really do. I, I think that that is probably why things aren't going as well with the, uh, amusement park attraction of it is, you know, they, and, and that's always kind of been an issue I've had with Disney. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love Disney movies. I think they're great. I grew up on Disney, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I really do think that 
their biggest thing was they started really being about the money, which is, that's fine. Yeah. You're a company. That's what you do when you're a company. And I totally yeah. get that. But when you've got, take, um, uh, what was that one? My, my daughter really, uh, Descendants. You know, they, yeah. they came out with Descendants 1. It had a really good reception and people liked it. And then it was like a month later, they're announcing Descendants 2. Like, oh, we're already in the works. And yeah. then they were like, oh, Descendants 3. Like, we're just going to keep going and going. And I think oversaturating coming out with so many spinoffs so quickly is probably yeah. their downfall. It's not leaving the people wanting. Yeah, I agree. I I do think that moving some of it to, to the small screen has, in a way, has helped. It's kind of moved it away from the big, from, you know, this big thing to let's get down, let's, you know, more in depth. Um, so I think, I think I do like the idea of moving some of these stories to the small screen. Right. Uh, as a, as a T, you know, doing these TV shows, but yeah. Um, I feel like yeah, it's as gonna a be... TV show too, you get more opportunity to, you know, expand on the story. You don't have to cram mm-hmm. it all into two hours or three hours. Like, you can break it up, and and you know if the show is doing well, you get a chance to really enhance the story. Yeah, you and you get to know the you get to know the characters more. You get to get more in depth in the world. Exactly. You know, you get a, and we'll get to visit places. Hopefully, I'm hoping that and see them more in in depth. You know, see life. And on these different planets and what they're like, and maybe get new planets. Oh, everybody likes new planets. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> new places in the universe to explore. Yeah. You know, um, I, and and I think another huge part too is that nowadays everything is so readily available. Like it's not like it was back in in the olden years, if you will, that we had to drive to the movie theater pay for the tickets get yeah you know nowadays it's oh new movies out let me uh get this app on my phone oh there we go you know um streaming services that seem to be all the rage right now Um, yeah you know cbs and all them are really really on to it and and, you know i might get a little flack from it but it's it's probably one of the only reasons that I didn't keep up with Star Trek Discovery was because it was a streaming service and I Same was here. watching it for free and then that site went down so I don't see a I really liked it I just don't see a point in paying for another streaming service Yeah that that was my the same thing to get off off topic or not to uh, quote another franchise, not not necessarily to cross streams, uh, but yeah, that was the only reason I didn't watch uh, Discovery was it was streaming, and that's going to be really the only reason I probably don't watch Picard is again because it's on a streaming service, <laughs> right? Um, right. But and just to, just to say right now, if you haven't seen the Picard trailer, if you're a Star Trek fan, oh my gosh, wow! 
Yeah. That's yep. I just wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Didn't mean to cross the the you know dimensional barrier there. I just <laughs> yes, yes. It, it was more for the streaming references because yeah, are, the streaming those are yeah hot right now yeah. you know. Um, the other thing that I've I've seen a few people mention, and personally, I don't understand why the people are getting upset about this, is uh, that both Mark Hamill and um, uh, the guy who plays Finn, I can't uh, think of his name. Uh, Bodega? Um, Bodega have both kind of said that this will be the last time they play, that probably be the last time they play their characters, and... I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, this proves that they hate what's going on. And no. Okay, l- listen to me carefully, people out there. This is the last movie in the Star War- in the uh, Skywalker saga. So, yes, this will be the last time you see Luke Skywalker in a movie. Oh, man. You're going to make so many enemies right now. <laughs> I, they've already said this is the last movie in the Skywalker saga. Right. So it makes sense that, yeah, this is going to be the last time you Mark Hamill will probably be playing this character. Right. Well, They're moving know, on. They're going to be telling different stories. You know, going on talking about that. So same same ish anyway. Um, all these people got so spooled up, so bent out of shape about Han dying. Like, oh no, why would they do that? Blah blah blah. He was. If you remember. Harrison Ford say, stated a long while ago, back with the original trilogy, that he did not want to continue the character. That's why they he chose wanted, him in Carbonite was because they didn't know if he was coming back. They he wanted to he wanted to kill the character off in Jedi. Exactly. He, he even that had that was a, part of his contractual arrangement is I will come back and play it as long as you kill him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, he, you know, yeah. That was one of the things that kind of got me, um, everybody getting so upset about that. So, yeah, tying that into to... what you were talking about, you got Mark Hamill who's saying, okay, this is it for this is it for Luke. Well, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. kind of the natural conclusion. Yeah, and I, if, you, if you're moving on from, from this storyline, from this saga, then it makes sense that all these characters that – that we've seen through the sequel will have their stories end and wrapped up too. So if you wrap up this, these stories of Ray and Finn and Poe and Rose and all these other characters and Leia and Luke, why would we want to see them again? Right. We've already seen their, we've already, we've seen their story. Now you could argue that, you can go back and do a Leia prequel story. Um, you can tell Leia's story before she met Luke and Han. When you you know you could you could theoretically do a story like that. You could do theoretically do a story of Luke on Tatooine. Um, which, which, but I think I that no I think that fit, they will do that. I but I see that fitting in more with a Obi Wan story, right? Where we see Luke. In the as a background character, mm-hmm. you know, you know, well, I, you know, the only one, the only person in the entire franchise that got more than three movies to can like resolve their issues and everything was Anakin slash Darth Vader. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which that that always that always um and I've I've said this before on this show when people go on and on about we want a Darth Vader movie, we want a Darth Vader movie, I say you had 6 of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, called, yeah. It's called Star Wars. <laughs> the entire prequel and original trilogy is basically Darth Vader's story. It, it is the whole the whole original 6, if you will. That was <laughs> Darth Vader's story. Is Anakin Skywalker's story? Right, that was it. Like yeah. I, you know, now, and, and yet people said, want more. Like, dang. That, and that being said, now, um, some of the fan movie, especially if you've—I don't know if you've had a chance to see Star Wars theories, uh, shards of the shards of Vader. I haven't seen that one yet. The uh, the the uh, that one is amazing. Uh, he spent like something like a hundred thousand dollars, oh wow, uh, of his own money to make it, and even got permission from Lucasfilm uh, to do it. So, uh, wow. but yeah, definitely, it's a fifteen minute mo- is a fifteen minute short, and it's amazing. He's already per- he's already working on episode two. Huh. Uh, I'm definitely uh, gonna have to check that out. Definitely do, definitely do. Um, I put out feelers to try to get him on the show. Um, he's pretty popular, pretty big, so that might be a a shot in the dark, so to speak. But yep. still, yep. Yep. But um, you never know until you try. If you're listening, Star Wars Theory, the invite is out. Uh, we'd love to t- come and talk to you and just to talk Star Wars. Uh, that's what this show is all about, is just talking Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, which leads me to, um, I guess you could say, the main topic for today. And it's something we've done before, uh, but I think it's kind of always good to to kind of revisit, especially when we have a brand new host here, is uh, to kind of have Ray talk a little bit about his history with Star Wars. And we'll kind of talk both of us about how we came into the fandom and how we got where we are as fans of Star Wars. So, um, Ray, what is your what is your earliest memory of Star Wars? Um, I would have to say that my earliest memory was, um, oh, geez, you know, I was probably eight or nine, mm-hmm. and I remember my uncle had the VHS for A New Hope. Oh. And, you know, I, I asked and I said, what's Star Wars? He says, oh, you know, that's one of the best movies you're ever going to watch. And he popped it in and, you know, eight-year-old Ray sitting there munching popcorn, watching A New Hope, and that was that was it. I needed more. I was hooked oh, yeah. at that point. And it just, it was continuous after that. I even watched what would be considered offshoot movies, um, you know, back then. I watched the uh, uh, Christmas special with uh, one of my favorite Wookiees ever, Lumpy. Lumpy! Uh, <laughs> uh, Lumpy. Well, what was the other one? Um, Attack on Endor. I, I watched oh, that the the, the, uh, the Ewok movies. The Ewok movie. I watched the That's... Ewok cartoons with Wicked as the main character. Did you watch um, Droids? I, I watched a little bit of Droids, but I'm going to have to admit, C-3PO was probably my most hated character. <laughs> I never, I never liked C-3PO. 
I love I love the I love the theory that C three PO is actually an Imperial spy. I could see him being an accidental spy. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> like if uh, any if any droid out there was an actual spy that knew they were a spy and was very good at covering up, I would go R two. Yeah, I, well, like I said, you you said you haven't watched a lot of Rebels, but so. It, Wait until you watch Rebels and then come back to me when you've when you've met Chopper. I I think was uh wasn't Chopper also in Clone Wars? No. If he was, he it wasn't on purpose unless it was one of the one of the newer one of the later seasons, like season six. Uh, oh. But there there they there might was have had a droid in Clone Wars that was that was a spy and he was constantly trying to get Anakin killed while R2 yeah. was uh droid napped. Yeah. No, I don't think that was Chopper. Um, okay. Okay, yeah. I'm, you know, I'll have to make some time. <laughs> time is a precious commodity these days. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um for me my earliest memory was let's see. I would have been about I'm trying to do the math. I was about six or seven, and we went to see Return of the Jedi in theaters. It was the first uh, non-kids movie, like non-cartoon movie that I saw ever, oh, wow. was, Return, was Return of the Jedi, uh, original run. And I remember being terrified of the Emperor. <laughs> I could see that. I, just being completely like he was the most terrifying thing i'd ever seen uh to the point that i could not stay in the theater i had to leave i had to leave because i was too scared um but for me star wars i like i don't remember n- there not being star wars somewhere in my life um my cousin had all the toys mm-hmm. uh but i'd say my fandom started in high school like it was something that was always there, and I always enjoyed it. But it was I was in high school, and I read, and I picked up the Timothy Zahn novels. Oh. Um, I picked up the um, the Thrawn trilogy trilogy for the first time, and was just enthralled. And from then on, I was just more and more of the books, and I think. I pretty much read all the books right up until uh, the, the using Vong uh, storyline in the books. And then I kind of fell fell off for a little bit. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my introduction into like, I want more of this. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my introduction into becoming a Star Wars fan and... Uh, I think like a lot of, at least my journey was kind of ebbed, ebbed and flowed. Um, mm-hmm. I'd go through periods where that's all I wanted to do with Star Wars. And then, you know, because there wasn't a lot out other than the books. Right. You know, you know out of out of sight, out of mind type of a thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, you kind of, you know, it's still there. Your fandom is still there, 
but other things, you know, other things take kind of take priority. But now that it's out there all the time, now it's easier to, um, you know, my fandom is definitely increased. As you can see, I have a podcast about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. See that, and that for me, um, anybody who's listen to uh chronicles of lost realm know that i'm a very big tabletop gamer kind of guy i like rolling the dice i like creating stories from nothing and whatnot and uh one of the uh one of the things about me that a lot of people may not know is that I'm not just into the Dungeons & Dragons. I'm into pretty much any kind of tabletop gaming. So yeah. there was a while back, um, Star Wars, um, the Saga Edition. And mm. it was it was very, very, very similar to the Dungeons & Dragons system. And so I got the books and I started creating my own idea of what it what happened after return of the jedi and this was back when it that the movies hadn't even the the new uh the new movies haven't even been thought of like that's this is back yeah. long ago and um so when they announced the new movies i kind of got excited i was like oh you know they're going to follow the books we're going to see Luke starting a Jedi school. We're going to see, you know, a whole new rise of the Jedi. And that didn't happen. And I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> but, um, so what we were talking about with the, the rising and falling of the fandom, you know, out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. So yeah. I've got the, whenever I watch Clone Wars um, mm -hmm. on Netflix, all of a sudden, I get this incredible urge to play Star Wars, you know, Saga Edition. Like, I, I want to get people together. I want to create some Jedi or, you know, soldiers or whatever and just go nuts. And I get really, really spun up about it. I get all kinds of people invested in it. And they come up with ideas and we're pitching ideas back and forth and creating a story. And we're almost ready to play. We're almost at, yeah. at, at game time with our dice. And then I stop watching the show <laughs> for whatever reason or another, be it, you know, I just don't have time or whatever, but I, yeah. I stop watching it. And all of a sudden my, it, it out of sight, out of mind, it just kind of tapers mm -hmm. off and I stop talking about it. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's exactly sometimes how it goes. Yeah. So I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, what what would you say are your like your favorite aspects of the saga? Oh, uh, favorite aspects. Well, I mean, who wouldn't like to be able to use the force? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, even Han used the force to some degree. Well, he may say otherwise. Um, you know, him and Obi-Wan going back and forth about the belief in luck. Mm -hmm. I, I truly believe that Han was 
subconsciously using the force and just didn't know it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I do, I really, but not that I like the Sith. I don't, I don't want anybody thinking that I, I'm playing any kind of favorites or anything like that. But to me, the red lightsaber was always extremely appealing to me. I oh, don't yeah. know why. I just really liked that red lightsaber. Well, I think, I, I don't know, I, and this might be something that if we ever have a chance to get someone who is um, a um, into philosophy or stuff like that. I actually know someone, and we've had him on before, so we uh, might look at that. Um to talk about this this whole thing of why as a culture we always seem to like the bad guys. <laughs> the bad guys are always the cool, whether it be, you know, Darth Vader. Everyone loves Darth Vader. Right. He's the coolest. Um, well, you know, I, I think a big part of that was because of the prequel movies made him a somewhat relatable character we've all had hardship we've all gone through things in our lives that have made us sad and angry and we can relate and we can sit back and say you know if i was honestly in that position i would probably be a sith too yeah well even before the prequels i mean darth you know if you were to ask people who their favorite character in star wars was a lot, I'd say Darth Vader would be pretty high up there. Everyone, it was the look, that black suit, that yeah. menacing voice, that the breathing, <laughs> you know, this almost unstoppable force that just right. kept coming at you. That sweet, um, sweet voice of James Earl Jones. So, yes, which <laughs> my my wife has now gone on record just as saying that James Earl Jones is the world's greatest dad. Is Holly? Yeah, yeah. is Hollywood's greatest dad. He played Mufasa and Darth Vader. <laughs> he is officially the greatest dad in the world. I like it. Oh. Uh, but um, yeah, you know those. But <clears throat> when and this might be something that maybe if we could get a guest on at some point that that knows more about um, the lore of the lightsaber and the kyber crystals and things like that, mm-hmm. maybe they can elaborate on. But so I was always under the, I don't know, assumption or misconception that originally the reason their sabers were red, the Sith's lightsabers were red was because that the, the kyber crystals that they used were artificially made. They that, yeah, that was that was the old canon. Right, and then they changed it to it's an actual kyber crystal that they use the force to bleed. Yes, they know. they they push they basically take they steal a kyber crystal from a Jedi's lightsaber, and then they pour in the dark side energy until the crystal basically starts to crack and bleed and turn red. Right. Um. So. You know, when they initially released the trailer for, um, you know, the the premiere of uh, Kylo Ren, and he lit up that lightsaber for the first time in the trailer, and then a little cross guard popped out. You mm-hmm. know, everybody was losing their minds about that cross guard. 
Well, look, oh, yeah. it, like, what good is that going to do? It's not going to stop anything, yada, 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 going on and on. One of the things that I noticed about it, and this was a theory that, that I put out there, and I'm sure I was not the only one, so if somebody else that's listening also had this idea as a theory, you know, I apologize. Like, I'm not trying to plagiarize. This is just something that I thought of, and I put it on my Facebook page a while back. Um like when that trailer first came out, because people were really, really going on about it. So, oh, yeah. So my thought to it was using the old canon, um, you know, there, there was no Jedi around anymore. There was nobody to teach them things. They were on their own. So if this guy yeah. was a new Sith, and he was this artifact collector that people were throwing around the idea, um, and he just happened upon a lightsaber or he built it himself whatever anyway my my theory here was that he built the lightsaber and quickly realized that it would overheat if it hmm. didn't have some kind of venting system so he made it to you know incorporate aesthetically exhaust vents at the top of the hilt which created hmm. the cross guard that was my my theory on it was that was all yeah. it was for was just to purge the heat i mean this is a plasma laser basically yeah like, basically yeah i mean we watched obi-wan and we watched um qui-gon uh it was a qui-gon most specifically using his lightsaber in episode one to burn through a blast door i mean yeah how much power does that really have that's got to be hot and yeah, there's then basically, they knew yeah. how to build them properly. This new guy yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. That was yeah. my thought on it. But then they yeah, I mean, the cannon and everything went all crazy. And <laughs> Well, you're, you're partially right. Um, those are basically exhaust vents. Uh, from what I understand is when he was make when he was bleeding the crystal, something, either he put too much power in it or something went wrong and the crystal cracked. And that's why you have, because if you notice when he ignites the lightsaber, it's it it looks wo wobbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blade looks kind of off, and that's because the crystal is cracked. It's not a, a completely intact kyber crystal. I see. I see. Um, that's why it looks the way it is, and that is actually a. Because uh, you see in one of the episodes of Rebels, um, when they go to a Sith temple, um, you see a cross guard lightsaber, uh, a blue one. So one Jedi used. Uh -huh. So it's a actually ancient design, um, okay. which makes sense that you would have the you know something like that where it would be where they're still trying to figure out how do these things work. And you get one that's super powerful, like, oh, we need to make exhaust vents until they were able to refine. Because um, if you've ever read any of the old comics um, and uh, any of the old books before the, you know, uh, what's now Legends, the original lightsabers actually had battery packs to them. <laughs> right, yeah. Did you, you imagine had like having a to swap cord. out one of them in combat? Yeah, yeah. You had like these giant. You wear almost. They almost remind me of the Ghostbuster packs. Right. <laughs> you had like the like you had like a backpack on you with a cord leading to the lightsaber. 
Um, I see. And that's what you'd have to you'd have to go into battle, you know, with those. Right. Um. So yeah, always very, very interesting. And you know, to see how all these things changed, you know, not just throughout the history of Star Wars, but um. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So an, another thing, I, I saw it on my Facebook the other day, it kind of cracked me up a little bit, um, was how the mind is able to associate sound with a picture, even though there is no existing sound. And uh, the picture that they showed was um, a picture of the Cantina band. Um, oh. And I immediately heard the song in my in my head. I was like, oh. Okay, that's that's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, obviously, that's something else that um, really stuck out in my mind. Like even from a kid, I just that song. It's not even a great song. It's just it's one of them things. If I hear it come on, I gotta listen to it. I, oh yeah. <laughs> you and you know what's funny? Even you just mentioning it, I I can now hear it in my head. Oh, I guarantee everybody you, you, who is you listening said... is like, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> everybody but i you know i don't oh. what they did with the um when they remastered it uh, oh oh that whole we do not speak me, of that oh my gosh what did they do <laughs> but it's still not as bad as rewriting the song in java's palace to right. an entire song and dance yeah. number there was some things that just didn't need to be expounded on. There was no nobody asked for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do like um, you know, just the the story as a whole. Um mm -hmm. you know, obviously there was this whole um Greek style son versus father thing going on which yeah. you know reportedly was based off of Lucas having some issues with his father and yada 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 whatever you want to believe on that it was just that, yeah. that in my opinion the only true bad guy in the movie was the emperor he was the yeah. only one that was clearly a villain everybody else was kind of Back and forth. I mean, for a little yeah. bit there, you had Yoda, who was the epitome of the good guy. That yeah. could do no wrong. But everybody else was kind of gray. And I, I really, yeah. I could relate well, to I th that. I think, and of course, you know, with the hindsight of the prequel, of the prequel trilogies, this kind of changes it. But in really the only movie where you can honestly say that Vader was the quote-unquote villain of that movie was Empire. Right. You know, New Hope, Vader wasn't the main villain. If you remember, the main villain of of A New Hope was uh, Tarkin. Right. Yep. He absolutely and was. And Jedi, it was the Emperor. So, really, it was only Empire where he was the main villain. Right. Um, but but even throughout that entire movie, even though he was going back and forth with Luke a lot, you you kind of get that sense that 
and and you're right with the the prequels it it does definitely change how you look at those scenes but yeah. you really see like oh this is a guy who went through some stuff and is probably still trying to get through it i mean he's yeah. kept alive by machines and yeah. he's basically he was supposed to be the prophecy the chosen one he was supposed to be the best jedi ever and now He's nothing but a shell of what he was. Yeah. So that well, we're gonna be bad. Uh, well, we call that a little foreshadowing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because on the next episode, when we come back next week, um, we're going to be talking about that prequel era, mainly about. The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be starting a series on the Clone Wars. We're going to be talking next week of Prelude to the War. Um, oh, yes. Talking about all the events uh, in canon and in universe that led up to the Clone Wars and just kind of going over them and um, just discussing and seeing how everything led up to. Uh, the eventual battle of Genosis. Absolutely. So, 501st, uh, reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> that's right. Vader's fist. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so, um, as always, remember, you can check us out at anywhere that podcasts are heard. Uh, check us out, of course, on anchor.fm. Uh, links to all all the sites um, where any of the Realm of the Mist podcasts are heard are there. Uh, just go to anywhere you listen to podcasts, type in Realm of the Mist, and you should be able to find us right there. Um, you, uh, Ray, where can they find you? Uh, so I can be found uh, storytelling at Chronicles of the Lost Realm on YouTube. Just type that into the search bar. Uh, if you go to Facebook and type in the exact same thing, uh, we've got a nice page on there that uh, we post the videos every Tuesday. That's our release day, so that's a nice centralized location. It'll take you right to the video on YouTube. And you can also find us on Instagram under, again, the exact same name, Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Awesome. Uh, you can find me, of course, on Facebook at Mark Tolly, on Twitter at John Mark Tolly One, and on Instagram at John Tolly Thirty Nine Thirty. Uh, email if you want to email us. You can email us at Realm of the Mist Entertainment at gmail um, And yeah, uh, Facebook uh, Realm of the Mist Entertainment and fans of Realm of the Mist Entertainment also. Um, War of the Stars fan page on Facebook and Twitter at Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so, until next time, just remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is, uh, this is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>